Welcome to a Twin Peaks podcast, a podcast about Twin Peaks. I'm Jeff Jensen, TV critic for Entertainment Weekly magazine, and this is a special edition of the podcast, one of our several post-finale, post-mortem podcasts trying to make sense of what we saw there in that mind-blowing, emotionally staggering two-hour series finale. This is a different kind of podcast today, what you're listening to right now. First of all, it's not 25 hours long as usual, and my good friend Darren Franich isn't with us right now, but I do have a special guest, Kyle McLaughlin, star of Twin Peaks, the actor who marvelously played Agent Cooper in all of his various incarnations, Mr. C, quote-unquote Dougie, and of course, you know, original Recipe Cooper. And he jumped on the phone with us on Monday afternoon for a little bit to talk a little bit about his journey through Twin Peaks, how he's feeling about things, tried to ask him for his opinions and his interpretations on those final minutes that final episode with Cooper. And I also asked him if there would be more Twin Peaks. So I got to do this by myself because Darren is off thinking other deep thoughts about Twin Peaks, but he'll come back later in the week for other special episodes. For now, here's a few minutes with Kyle McLaughlin. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Good, Jeff. How have you been? I've been doing really well. I'm still picking up the pieces of my obliterated brain that just spilled all over my floor last night after watching the two-hour finale. I was stunned. I was emotionally staggered. (laughs) I was confused, but in good ways. It was quite an experience, and I'd love to talk with you, but thank you for getting on the phone. I'd love to know how you're feeling now that the world has seen all of Twin Peaks and the return is essentially kind of over. How are you feeling about the end of this journey? You know, it's been uh, bittersweet. Obviously, I, you know, and it was, and it was a sequence because it was the first was, of course, wrapping up the filming and then, and having, having knowing that that was finished. And then there was, of course, the excitement of what was to come. And then, as you said, uh, the finish up uh, of the series, and uh, I, you know, I—it's a mix of things. It's—it's it's a mix of um, having felt like I was involved in something um, monumental. Um, I think uh, that's the the primary feeling, and and having such gratitude for that experience that I had with David, uh, and to return to working with David in such a, such a special way. I I just, you know, I feel like David was able to really make what he, you know, his vision of Twin Peaks was realized, you know, with the, with the help of all of us and the folks at Showtime and everybody all pitched in and he made this amazing creation. Yeah. If you could, could you take us back to the day in which you were allowed to read the script for the first time and you read the arc that David and Mark had created for Agent Cooper? Obviously, when we talked to you about it earlier this year, there was so little that you could say. And now we kind of see what you read, (laughs) this absolutely very 
peculiar, ambitious, risky approach to this character and the whole treatment of the idea of him returning to the world, returning to himself. What did you make of this story and what did you like about what they did with Cooper? You know, with the starting, the stepping off point being the um, the knowledge that he had been in the Black Lodge uh, in a separate place for 25 years. I thought it was a, a pretty cool idea to make his journey back one that, that took some time and was not easy with the potential, always the potential that it might not actually succeed. Huh. And you could see that in the development of the Mr. C character and his extraordinary capabilities. Um, not just it was supernatural abilities, superhuman abilities, but also the way he had anticipated what was going to be the transference mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and how he was able to avoid that. So there was n- never really, uh, it was, it was, in other words, it was always an uncertainty as to if yeah. Cooper was going to make the, uh, was going to be able to get back, uh, which kept, I think everyone, I kept, you know, people, and I, I kept me at just a distance if he was going to be able to somehow return, certainly in the first reading. And, you know, beyond that, it provided me just as an actor, an extraordinary opportunity to really do some things that I haven't done before. Um, And just handed to me, you know, David just handed that to me. And and that was um, pretty much one of the greatest gifts I've been given. Yeah. I can't recall ever seeing you play someone as evil and as menacing as Mr. C before. And it was such a shock at first. I have to admit, I was, really? You're going to play this guy? But you grew on me fast. You convinced me completely. You had me (laughs) even before this moment. But the moment when I think of, when I think of Mr. C is the arm wrestling match and just how you sold that confrontation and that exertion of will and that dominance over another sort of evil man. What did you like about playing Mr. C? So there is the understanding that I'm going to have to alter myself to do this character um, as an actor. And then, then there's the belief that you have to have that you can do it. And that's supported by, you know, the, the look and the wardrobe and the dialogue and the situations. And, and then there was the support from David that expected me to do that. You know, he he asked me, and then it was, you were going to do this. And so it was, um, you know, once all those things were in place, I felt a, once I embraced it, I guess, there was a terrific um, sense of freedom that and calm that came over me um, once I committed to the, to the character, what, what needed to be done, but that, that surprised me actually. 
it helped that that was also his state of being, you know, for the most part, he was very commanding and, and quiet and powerful. And he, you know, it's just, it's the belief that, that I could do that. And, uh, it was a process that was helped a lot by David. You were equally marvelous in the comic performance of playing the sort of quote unquote Dougie expression of Cooper and the protracted stay with this character in this mode of being set up what was one of the most glorious moments of all 18 hours. So it's the sort of uh, the awakening of Agent Cooper in the hospital. Can you talk to us a little bit about that day and shooting that day yeah. and where it fell? in the shoot and was it really easy to click right into Cooper because it felt like it was one of the purest nostalgia rushes of this experience and it was just I felt like I was transported back to 1990 getting to meet him for the first time again but can you talk to us about was it easy for you to click into that moment and where were you in production when you shot that scene and I remember it was close to the end actually so in the sequence of things, it was it was kind of right where it should be, the wake-up scene. Everything that happened before that, uh, well, after, I'm sorry, after that, was shot kind of throughout the filming. Um, but the wake-up was late, and I didn't really know what to do, what to think. <laughs> you know, I had been out of Cooper mode for, for a number of weeks, obviously, um, 16 and uh, so I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I tell you, the writing is so critical to Cooper and the delivery and the lines and the straightforwardness of what he does that I, again, I just jumped in and when I watched it and I, I said, yeah, that's Cooper. I said, that's Cooper. It's been a well, 25 years. He's, you know, he looks different and he's got a, maybe a gravitas to him that might be a little bit more um, expected because of the passage of time. There's still enthusiasm there. It's not quite as boyish maybe, but it's still there. It seemed to be the right balance. And to be honest, I think we just kind of hit it just somehow. (laughs) I don't really know how to explain, explain it, but it did it did seem to resonate and it did seem to be the, the, the right tone at the right time. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I love to talk to you about the finale and Cooper's final, you know, the climax to his arc in the finale. And it was quite a journey watching the final defeat of Mr. C and the destruction of Bob. But everything else after that was very unexpected. I think if any of us were expecting Cooper to kind of linger in Twin Peaks and have these great reunions with various characters, we were surprised. Instead, we have this very surreal, very, very David meditation to the on what may be happily ever after is for this character, for Laura, if that's even possible. And maybe even some critique or reflection on certain heroic choices that he makes. I'd love to know, like, what was your interpretation of Cooper's final moments, especially the stuff with Diane? Like, how did you feel about that? You know, uh, I'm I'm still sort of, um, I'm not sure. 
to be honest. Uh, you know, having <laughs> having seen it, I yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm first of all I I can't I'm unable actually to say oh David meant this or David meant that 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 because I, sure. I don't know. Um, not because he said no, don't ask me not to, but I, I don't know. And so I I sort of for myself considered them more um more kind of meditations kind of or um or I don't I don't know, other possibilities somehow. It was something that was hmm. like like a journey with these characters. You know, I, I hesitate to say too much because I don't I don't really want to put any kind of um, um, it's this or it's that try to define it. You know, because I think so much of what we've seen over the past eighteen hours has been open to people's interpretation, which is certainly as you know, writing about it and talking about it created a lot of different thoughts and feelings from people, you know? Yeah. So I'm still processing what I, what I saw and what that journey is and what it means. And, and I'm not sure to be honest, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I will be puzzling over it for a long time. I was really moved by it. I was really troubled by it. It got me thinking thoughts about what is heroic character? How do we process grief trauma repair with the past if those things are even possible i think that the moment that staggered me the most is that moment where mm. after cooper and laura leave the palmer house and are standing in the street and cooper is just like wait what year is this and i got the sense of that moment a guy suddenly hitting him that 25 years of his life had been robbed and he's got to deal with that could you offer any insight about like what you were feeling and playing in that moment you know, it was um, um, it was that particular sequence we filmed very early on in the whole in the whole series. We filmed it up in Seattle, obviously at at the house at the Palmer House, um, where I'd never actually been before, um, which was sort of interesting. <laughs> and I remember not quite understanding where it was going to. It, even though I'd read everything and I, I didn't, you know, I hadn't, hadn't experienced the journey as I'd read it, but I hadn't experienced it yet. So I didn't know what to make of it. Hmm. To me, it felt like there, something had gone wrong. That was basically kind of my, my takeaway and, and what it was, I didn't know. Hmm. Hmm. And beyond that, I was waiting because I knew it was coming. And I remember filming it feeling which you couldn't help but feel the hair on the back of your neck raise up because of the scream that Cheryl Lee gave, which was in the middle of the night in the, you know, in the neighborhood was blood curdling, but that there was some kind of a, of a, of a flash of understanding. Um, but what that understanding is, or, or I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not certain. I know what, what I was thinking about and playing, but, I don't, ultimately, I don't, I'm not sure what David's thoughts were there. I think I have to, I have to go back and it's, you know, worth a second (laughs) or a third, at least viewing, um, to really get what he is communicating there. 
I think. Yeah. Yeah. I do know that it, it had a, a similar, not a similar, nothing with a similar physical sensation that I had when I saw the pilot, the first ever, and the last image of that, where the hand reaches in and takes the locket and there's a scream over and you realize that there are darker forces at play here. And it had that same kind of, oh my gosh, you know, the, something just ripped open and, and what it is, there's, there are horrors somewhere, you know, that's what it left me feeling like. Yeah. Yeah. But I love your choices of words of grief and I love all the things that you, that made you, because I think that probably universal for a lot of people, like it begs all of those questions, which, um, which the show is really, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's not about answering things so much as about asking questions. Uh, I think, you know, yeah. um, which is frustrating to some and to others kind of exhilarating. Yeah. I, I, my takeaway, I think it's impossible for me to kind of reduce what it's about. And I don't, really pretend to know, but I'm just struck by a story that was a sort of riff on the Odyssey that was a hero's journey, but the usual sort of satisfactions of the heroic journey are frustrated and complicated, and that ultimately the most heroic thing that might be possible for characters, at least in this universe, is to sort of make peace with mortality, make peace with the past, try your best to grieve it as opposed to running away from it, escaping it, mm-hmm. let it rule you and, and ruin the lives of others. That's what I got a little bit from watching you just being staggered by the epiphany of what year is it? And then the awakening that we might be seeing there in Laura screaming at that mm-hmm. house. It was a powerful, sobering, shattering, but appropriate note to end on, I thought. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Kyle? Will there be more Twin Peaks? <laughs> you know, there, to my knowledge, there have been no discussions as of yet. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So I don't know. Well, I'll watch it if you make more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mention that to David for sure. <laughs> Please do. Take that up with him, will you? Kyle. I, I hope there would be a lot of people that would do that. Cool, cool. Kyle, you were marvelous this season. It's been a joy watching you work in these various forms of Cooper and seeing Twin Peaks back, but you gave a great performance. So thank you for it and congratulations on an amazing return. I really appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. And thank you for, for your attention and writing and, and staying with it and and uh, and just being, you know, a fan and, and you know, in the trenches with us. I really appreciate that, too. That wraps up our special bonus episode of a Twin Peaks podcast, a podcast about Twin Peaks. Special thanks to Kyle McLaughlin for joining us and again for his amazing performance over these 18 hours. It was it was a thrill to watch him work, watch him revisit this character, watch him explore and reinvent this character and get to even some deeper meanings about Cooper than we ever had before. It was challenging, and it was also very special. Um, Everyone out there, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can tweet us. I'm at EWDocJensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, not S-O-N. That always bothered me when I was a child, when people would spell my name S-O-N. It was... It was just a source of of pain that I I really have to grieve. Let's just kind of do that right now. Okay, I'm at EW Doc Jensen. Darren's at Darren Franich. Or you could send us your longer thoughts and theories by emailing us at twinpeaks at 
ew.com. And if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, feel free to go on Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review and to let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And in our final hour of our postmortem episodes, we are going to get into some of your emails and some of your ideas. I promise. And ahead of our final podcast episode next week, we've got one more surprise for you this week. So be sure to keep an eye out on your podcast feed. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>